And welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show here on the Skyhawk After Dark Network. La, la, la. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. I'm... La, la, la. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with a logo. You don't think la, la, la is going to No. No, no I don't no, think no. that's going to cut it. No? Okay. Well, if you guys have been living under a rock and you don't know who the fuck I am, first of all, I pity you. But that's Okay. Because every one of us can get better and know stuff. And just because you're uneducated now doesn't mean you will be uneducated forever. So for those who are currently uneducated about who I am. You're I, Raven Ross. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm so far <laughs> up the tier. I mean. Oh, you fucking Raven. Cunt. Jesus Christ. Who is that anyway? I, uh, for... <laughs> Let's see. Let's see how much longer you're on the air if Raven rocks leaves. So, for all of those that don't know, I am the legendary Kimber Haven, the living legend herself, a porn legend. I'm a radio legend entrepreneur, a director of mainstream TV projects, owner of an IMDb Wikipedia page, appear on Netflix in two different shows as myself, and you know. You know, a bunch of stuff. I have. I was even in Hustler. I have an IMDb. I have a lot of that shit, but I don't feel the need to <clears throat> promote it. Did you know that, by the way? I was in Hustler magazine. <laughs> yes, I do. You never mm. miss a chance to remind everyone. And, and I got a cover in Transformation magazine. That was nice. I know. You never miss I'm, a chance. <clears throat> well, you know, accomplishment. So who do I got over there that's bitching? Oh, I don't have to introduce myself because they all know me. Oh, yeah, of course. Without me, there would be no show. Of course. Without me pushing buttons, there would be no angelic Kimberhaven voice. Sure. Sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) (coughs) That's what we're going with. According to you, I'm nobody. I'm just the peon that pushes buttons over here so that you can be heard by all your adoring fans. I didn't say you were nobody. Who are you again? I didn't mean to offend whoever I'll you just, are. I'll just sit over here and be quiet then. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to offend you, Miss... Mm, come on, help me out here. Who are you? I am <clears throat> the unforgettable, unsurpassed... Uh, shit. You I already I, forgot no, you. No, you I need yourself. I need something besides the pint-sized powerhouse. I just haven't thought of one yet. Raven Rocks. There you go. I need something better. I, I haven't come up with something better yet. So my, my little cast thing is a living legend. Yours is a pint-sized powerhouse, but you don't want it to be the pint-sized powerhouse? Anymore? I'm not. Well, I am pint-sized, but Why I'm not. Why don't you change it to the pog-sized powerhouse? <laughs> 
Because that'll fucking change, too, and I'll just be fat and gross or something. Oh, Jesus. Then you can call yourself the fat, gross powerhouse. <laughs> call myself the Wendy size powerhouse. Oh, come on. <laughs> that, that, you're throwing low blows. Because you never do. First of all, poor Wendy has what we call a weight problem. Okay. It's definitely a problem. <laughs> She's got herself a problem that she needs to deal with, but it's still a problem. And I try to be sympathetic with people's problems. Luckily, I caught mine, my pogaliciousness, as you call it, before it became a problem. And I'm down like eight pounds now. So I'm back, I'm back solidly in the pog area. I'm still running <laughs> about seven pounds heavy from my norm. So See, I don't know my norm because... Before my hip augmentation, <clears throat> I was 138 pounds. Well, I, <clears throat> well, I had my surgery, and then I was like, I need to gain this weight so I don't have these weird aliens hanging off my hips. So I gained <clears throat> the weight, and it looked right, but then I took it a little too far, so now I'm trying to find that target perfect weight where I look good, but I don't look like I have aliens hanging off my hips. Well, I think that... Sorry, I need some coffee. Just woke up. I think that um, for a warning that we should let <clears throat> your fans uh, know certain things about you. Just as a warning. What? That I'm more plastic than human now? <laughs> you're like the, I'm the million you're, you're dollar tranny? You're the, mil, uh, you're the bimbo terminator or the bimbo <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> She's more bimbo than woman now. Twisted and evil. Hey, I'm not evil. Well, not according to this. Because what I'm what? about talking, what I'm about to talk about shows that you're kind of fucking evil. So we're going to talk about what I woke up to. to that to is how you not reacted. evil. That, that is reacting I to shitbaggedness. I, I, I think it's a. I think you kind of. I think because it's a trigger for you, you kind of overreacted on it a bit. I think you you went a little overboard. I know where you're going, and when you're done, <clears throat> I'm going to explain. Uh, explain or explode? Because explain. I don't know, from this, this message that I'm reading on Twitter, <laughs> you tend to explode, not explain. Because I'm fucking tired of it. So, peeps, I... This isn't the first time it's happened. <laughs> so, before I go, uh, went to bed, which happened at, like, noon today, um, <laughs> and I just woke up, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, but before I went to bed, this guy on Twitter... Uh, tags my name and says, Kimberhaven, follow me. I check his profile. Uh, he's followed me. So yeah, I follow him back. Whatever. No big deal. I was like, you know, it happens all the time, but Raven, no pictures <laughs> Four fucking followers, but Raven, she, she didn't like that message that he sent her cause he sent her the same message and her response was, and I quote, this was her response on Twitter <laughs> to him just going, uh, T.S. Raven Rock followed me back. This is what it, he, he got in response. One sure way to not get a follow back from me is to have little to no interaction with me, no followers, and literally send me a message, follow back. What do you think, what do you, think you are, Kimber Haven? Because she's the only one who can bark orders and make me jump. So you bit <laughs> this poor fucker's head off because he wanted to follow back. Do you want to hear why? Oh, obviously got issues where you raped and molested by... No, by no. I get, a guy who asked you to follow get, him or something? I get tired of men 
barking at me because it's, how do I put this? Men, and it's mostly, I mean, it's, it's, it's 100% men. I don't ever get messages <laughs> from mostly, women. No, it's all men. And I, I don't get messages from other trans women. And, and in, in some men's defense, it's not all men. So you, you sweet guys out there, I still love you. <laughs> the four of you listening. But when somebody has no interaction with me, mm-hmm. and the first message to me is follow me back. Well, maybe he was trying to get you to do that where he could have interaction with you. You can have an interaction with me without barking an order. And like I explained to you earlier, if your first message is to me to me is... I've been following you for a while, or hey, just found you, something to that effect. I followed you. Yeah. It would be awesome <laughs> if you followed me back. I'd be like, sure thing. But, he, but if all you can fucking muster with your big sausage finger fucking hands is follow me back, bitch. Because that's what I read when I see follow me. <laughs> there was no bitch Follow there. me, bitch. That's what I see. <laughs> Do you always react to people like that? Like, like if a guy says, hey, how are no. you doing? Do you go, no. what'd you say to me? No. Because what I heard was, <laughs> no. how are you doing, bitch? No. If I get, how are you doing? I'll get, you know, whatever I'm doing. I'll, I'll respond. But if all you can muster, see, follow me. I put on the same tier as, hi. Uh, well, Uncle or, Cracker wrote a whole song about it. What's up? Uncle Cracker doesn't f- see a problem. It, he, he tells chicks to follow him all the fucking time. It pisses me off. I don't like it. I mean, I mean, Shrek fucking, that was a theme song, you know, follow me. The song about him uh, making a woman cheat on her loving spouse. Yeah, scumbag. I met that motherfucker too. I met that greasy motherfucker. <laughs> he was a greasy human being. Yeah, Uncle Cracker. Let, let me explain to you my, my meeting with Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Oh, my God. See, this just reinforces what I'm saying, though. What? You said he wrote a whole song about follow me, and he was a Uh piece of shit. Well, it's not. (laughs) Uncle Cracker's not a piece of shit. In fact, he was one of the friendlier celebrities I worked for. Uh, I just said he's a greasy motherfucker. What I mean by that is when I was, I went to Memorial Coliseum where he was going to perform, and uh, I had to go meet with his, uh, his management team, uh, because I was head of security for the event. So I had to go meet with them to find out where they're going to be doing the show, what the show's going to entail, where I can put and station people where they need to be, how many people am I going to need on the barricade, blah, blah, blah. You know, standard security issue stuff. So I'm the, the, big, the big head honcho of security. <clears throat> so I go down there and meet with him to give him his personal security detail. And I'm supposed to be meeting with Uncle Cracker's tour manager. And I go into the the big back chamber. There's like four or five rooms that we've reserved for them in the hallways. You know, you go through an unmarked door. There's like four or five rooms they set up, and that's their little home base. So I go in there, and uh, I'm talking to, uh, and I walk in. As soon as I walk in the door, there's this fat guy who's wearing a T-shirt and jeans. And he's got this huge fucking uh, Duck Dynasty beard. And he (laughs) has a bucket of KFC. In front of him. Oh, that must and have this, driven you insane. This motherfucker's going at it. So as soon as I walk in, he's like, hey, you must be the security guy. You're in here to protect all of us. 
I said, yes, yes, sir, that's me. And he reached out his hand to shake it. And I'm like, oh, God, because he's been eating fried chicken. But, you know, I'm a professional, so I got to do it. You know what? So I shake his hand. I walk into the other room, meet with the tour manager. And as soon as I walk in, the tour manager is like, so what would you think of Uncle Cracker? You say, I need to wash my hands. I'm like, that was Uncle Cracker? I didn't even recognize him because, you know, from that follow me video, he's all clean shaven and he has that frosted hair and everything. Yeah. No, he looks like he's straight out of Duck Dynasty, motherfucker. He's got a big, his fucking beard was so caked with KFC grease. And, but he was a friendly, fat country bumpkin motherfucker. But I mean, I can't say anything negative about him because he was extremely nice and friendly, but he is literally... When you meet Uncle Cracker in person, he literally looks like he's out front of his trailer sipping iced tea. Gross. Without shoes on. I mean, he is a laid back, white trash motherfucker, but he's friendly. He's friendly. I don't know if he'd be friendly to me now, but he had frosted I tips. Was, I was here, just going to make that point. He had frosted tips, maybe. <laughs> he had frosted tips in the day, maybe. I'm sorry. Well, that's it's the just, Backstreet Boys shit right there. That's a trigger for me. I don't like it. What, people telling you to follow them? Yeah, it's just... Fuck you, motherfucker! You dickless piece of shit! It's like, I woke up to this. I'm like, God damn, Raven, you buried this poor motherfucker. He just asked you to follow him. Fuck. It's the way they ask. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, there you go. There you go, peeps. Uh... Just make sure that you ask the correct way because no, Little Raven's a no. powder keg. She's have, a powder keg of rage and fury. Have some fucking tact if you're going to approach somebody. I think that is something that is lost in this society. Try being a little eloquent and you will get a much better response from I, mu many more people. I think you want him to kiss your ass more. No, I don't fuck. I don't know this guy from Adam. I, I don't care. I think if he had said, oh, Raven, I'm such a huge fan. Could you please follow me back? You wouldn't immediately because he ple uh, he placated your ego. It's got nothing to do with ego. Would you have followed him back? It's got yeah, more. It's got more to do. <laughs> and you can appreciate this. You didn't placate your ego. It's got more to do with respect. What are you talking about? I woke up to a fucking text message saying, fuck you, faggot. <laughs> That's how much respect I get in my should, daily you life. You should mention that because we deal with that quite a bit. Oh, my God. That's how much respect I get. I, I, I wake up out of a dead sleep to get a message going, fuck you, faggot. And, guys, this happens <sighs> to us a lot, and, and it's 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 fucking stupid. I mean, it, it makes... It, and. I mean, I'm not going to say we're rocket science, rocket, rocket science, we're rocket scientists, but we're, we're rather intelligent and oh, Jesus Christ. the, the, we're, no, I said, we're, yeah, we're I rather know. intelligent. We're? Fuck you. You made that plural for some reason. <laughs> oh, fine. I'm an idiot over here running the soundboard and making sure everything stays running and you're the intelligent one running your mouth. Well, even Sling Blade could fix mowers. I'm not <clears throat> run, I'm not fixing a mower. French fried potato. Okay. What what did your spouse have to do in order for you to be able to run the fucking oven? 
She had to tell me how to work the oven. Yeah, so don't even. Well, I think that's how we learn as people. I don't know if that's such a bad thing. It's like, what did you have to do to learn how to do this? Somebody had to teach me. <gasps> Aha! Gotcha! So why are you talking shit to me? So, I, I don't see the correlation, really. I know how to do... You said... Well, even Sling Blade knew how to fix a lawnmower. Well, that's because you brought up the radio show. I didn't say you you were uh, you couldn't function. You, you literally had a dinosaur brain preventing you from functioning. I'm saying you're you're high functioning autistic. How about that? Oh bullshit! You're better than Rain Man. <laughs> Fuck you. Better than Rain Man. Um, better better than Simple Jack. Maybe maybe the guy in Aliens that says, we're all dead, man. All... Maybe mm-hmm. right there, that guy. The disposable guy. I, I'm so stupid I had scores high enough to be military intelligence. Oh, first off, I was actually military intelligence. And as far, the scores are not that impressive, okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't take much. I was considered a super genius in the military, and that was fucking sad. I was fucking sad. I was treated like I was goddamn Stephen Hawking's in the military. You, you should know from the military. You look around, whether it's at boot camp or whether it's MEPS or whether it's in your base, it's, our military is scary. Our military how, is filled with stupid motherfuckers. How do you think I felt? I had scores high enough to do military intelligence, but because of my gender dysphoria and my need to prove how masculine I was, and I, I chose to do infantry, so I'm standing around looking at these retarded motherfuckers going, these fuckers couldn't, couldn't math their way yeah. out of a wet paper bag, and, and, and I have to depend on these fuckers to save me. And I know it's considered like an American thing to support the troops and to not talk shit about the military, but let's be honest for one well, second here. these guys were smart enough to point them in a direction and shoot things, but... Let's be honest about the military in this country. For one, there's two there's two people that go into the military. There's the o, the OS, the officer candidate, the uh, officer candidate OCS. They go in there as a career. They have uh, college and everything. Then there's all the others, and all the enlisted people are people that didn't have a lot going in their lives, which is why they've gone this route. Because if you're a career, you have a career. If you're studying to be a lawyer, an architect, if your life is on track, you don't go into the military. The military is for the person who doesn't have a plan for their life, yeah. who doesn't know what they're going to fucking do, who has no fucking concrete career goal, and is like, "Fuck, what am I going to do?" I can flip burgers or I can go in the fucking military. Let's do this shit. And these are the people that are protecting us. They are the bottom of the barrel motherfuckers that literally had nothing going on, which is why they signed up for the military. So we are being protected as a nation by the bottom ring of a society that literally had no career options. Because if they were talented or had career options, they wouldn't be in the military. These are like... Bad, I mean, that's what our military was enlisted. It does, she went in for college. <laughs> she went in to try to earn for college. So did I. And you used it on ITT Tech. And now I make a shitload of money. <laughs> I'm just saying, you use it on IT. You use it on tech school, trade school, and make a shit. You know, you're so hung up on that. 
But it really doesn't fucking matter. I have zero fucking debt. I make a shitload of money. So what are elective courses in like ITT, like Torque Wrench? Yeah. Is that like an elective? Torque Wrench. Filling Freon? No. You got to consider. consider This was 20 years ago. (laughs) And one of the electives was Visual Basic. It was programming. Visual Basic? It teaches you. Okay. Visual Basic was programming. Okay. Close your eyes. Open them. What do you see? You've passed the course. No. Vision basic. <laughs> no, not vision basic. Visual basic. It was a programming <laughs> oh, language. And when I got done, when I started the course, I was like, <clears throat> programming. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go further, and I'm going to become a programmer. And at, at the end of the semester, I was like, I'm never going to program a fucking thing. I hate this shit. I don't want to do it. Programming sucks. If you put a fucking comma or an asterisk or anything in the wrong place in a hundred million lines of code, it ain't going to work. And then you got to go through all that code and find out what you fucked up. Okay. And it's horrible. And I found that well, out very quickly. <clears throat> no, no offense here, right? Okay. I don't see you as a computer programming type. Oh, I don't either now. I see you as okay. There are there are two types of people. Uh, there are the mathematicians, the people that approach things with science, and then the other skilled section. And then there's of course the unskilled. There's a third, but the other skilled part is the layman, the worker, the engineer, the person who builds the shit and makes it run, doesn't figure out the problems or invents the technology. You are an engineer, which means you're not a worker ant. You actually help build the hive. You know the the techniques to actually build the dwelling itself. You're actually consulted for building the structure. You're an engineer. You're basically like the stonemason. You build the shit. You're an ancient engineer. You're one of the people that are, you're not the person dragging the stones to the pyramid. You're the person telling them where to put the stones. With the whip. <laughs> With the whip. Yeah, you're beating the shit out of the Egyptians because uh, they hadn't let their people go yet. Hey, there's a lot of studies that are saying that most of the people who worked on the pyramids were paid tradesmen. <clears throat> they weren't slaves. And they were paid very well. Oh, they weren't uh, paid tradesmen. They were paid laborers. <laughs> and there were laborers too, but and, a lot of them were paid and many, tradesmen. Many of them were paid in beer. <laughs> it's a true story. I know. They were paid in fucking beer. And you oh. know, you, at first you think body time, but you have to think that uh, clean water was extremely yes. rare and beer was safe. Yep. Beer was safe to drink. So you're like, Man, it's a hot day. I am so thirsty. Well, it's not safe to drink the fucking Nile, so I might as well get drunk as fuck. Can you you imagine how strong it was? Could you imagine having to drink beer all day? And how strong it was, because our beer tastes like piss water in this country because they have a cap on how much alcohol is allowed in beer. But back then, when you're home brewing that shit, that probably was like hardcore. What do you mean back then? I've heard that if you go over to Europe. Their fucking beer will knock you on your ass like our liquor does here. Well, you you know how to find the best beer in alcohol, period, right? If you want to find... Ask a German. If you want to find <laughs> the, the, the strongest, most kicking-your-ass alcohol on earth, 
always go to the shittiest countries because these people have the secret of escaping their misery. <laughs> they always have. You go to Russia. Oh, my God. Everybody has top quality well, vodka. We're right there. It's Eastern, the only thing that makes their life Eastern tolerable. Eastern Kentucky. There you go. White lightning. Well, not only uh, not only is this fucking inbred MAGA fucking crusted state known for its moonshine, it's also the bourbon capital of this yep, fucking country. Too. If you like bourbon, ain't nobody gotcha. We live right in the middle of the bourbon More trail. than Kentucky. What is it? Bourbon, in order to be called bourbon, has to be made in one of 13 counties? Like right in this area? We're like right in the middle of it? So, you know how the Republicans are known for getting around all the rules and making loopholes and trying to do sneaky shit. Well, they're not the only ones. Um, I was watching this thing about pachinko in Japan. You know what pachinko is? Isn't it like a little game they play or something? It is, and it has little steel balls and you put them in. Now, they have pachinko parlors all over Japan. Now, here is a loophole. These pachinko parlors popped up because of a clever loophole of people getting around the law. The law in Japan says you're legally not allowed to gamble. Yep. So what they do is they have pachinko parlors that give away prizes. It's like adult Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, but here's the thing. It's built an entire economy around it because pawn shops spring up around pachinko parlors. So it's literally an economy. People take the prizes they get from pachinko. They walk across the street, sell them for real money at the pawn shop, thereby is gambling with extra steps is all it is. Extra steps. Yes, that's what it is. They found a loophole to gamble with extra steps because then they win the pachinko prizes. They walk across the street. They cash them all in for the money. And these pawn shops already have it standard. They know what the pachinko parlors are giving away of prizes and they know how much they they'll pay for They standard prices. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you trade the prizes for cash. So it's basically gambling loophole with an extra step. People will always find ways to get around that shit. Yeah, it's like, so what does the fucking law actually do? At that point, when you have a law that people have circumvented to that extent, why not just change the law? Why keep a law that is just ridiculous? It's not preventing anything. It's not doing anything. People are ignoring it. They're just going play Pachinko, crossing the street, getting their cash. They're ignoring your stupid fucking law. <laughs> At what point where, where you're the government, you're like, well, people aren't listening to us. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> we told them not to, and they uh, basically told us to fuck off. Now what? Well, we might as well let them do it. Then they'll start outlawing um, pawn shops within a quarter of a mile of Pachinko parlors and shit like that. Oh, did you see all the new uh, laws that New York Institute for the gun. No, I didn't. What are oh they doing? Oh my god, they fought back so fucking hard. Oh, New York when they uh, said, "Oh yeah, you can open carry. It, you cannot restrict that in New York, even though they've had that law for like fifty years." New York the said, "Okay, we're going to play." So they initiated all these new gun laws to restrict guns. Says so yes, it's legal to open carry. But it has to have a sign saying it's allowed because we don't allow you to open carry in the following places. And they list all these places. It's not only churches and hospitals, it's playgrounds, it's city streets, anything belonging to the fucking city. They won't let you do it. Oh, nice. So now it doesn't matter that you can open carry. Maybe in the farm, 
But yeah. then they said, okay, and if you want to get a gun, we're going to require you to go to, through a licensing permit. We require you to do 16 hours of course. You have to provide all your social media where an inspector will look at your all your social media and see <laughs> if there's any red flags. on. And they have like 50 different laws they just well, initiated you know, just to fuck with people. You know, the fucking Supreme Court is all about leaving it up to the state, so fuck them. <clears throat> you know, they're... they're what was it? Um, you know, Roe versus Wade. Uh, what was the other one? They were all about leaving it up to the states. There was another one too. But then we get to the gun law, and then it's like, oh, no, we can't leave that up to the state. By the way, did you see that Alabama is taking words directly from the Roe versus Wade decision and trying to use it with transgender now? They're trying to say that transgender protections are not deeply rooted in the Constitution. And now they're trying to not only do away with protections for transgender youth, they're trying to do away with transgender protections for everyone. Now, now, see, this this annoys me because this goes to separationists. What Honey just said. She says the Jews, not Egyptian, as far as building the pyramids. Now, that, that tells me that she has been indoctrinated into the separationist mentality. So, by that theory, that she wants to correct me and says the Jews built the pyramids, not the Egyptians. Jews did not build the pyramids. <clears throat> Let me explain to her. Under her theory, John Stewart is not an American. He's a Jew. Period. If you are Jewish and you happen to be building the pyramid in Egypt, you are still an Egyptian. Yes. Just like John Stewart is still an American. And if you're a black guy and you're in the UK, in England, you're still English. Yes. Yep. Just because of your ethnic origin does not equate your country alliance. You can be Egyptian and be Jewish. You can be black and be English. You can be Jewish and be American. You can be black and be American. But it's a separationist thought that they're like, if you're not white, straight, and Christian, you're not an American. You're African-American. You're, you should go to a different you're country. You're Asian-American. But the fact is, the country is filled. I mean, like Steven Seagal. Fuck him. Steven Seagal went to Japan, lived in Japan, married a Japanese woman, learned the language. He was Japanese for several years. His descent is American, so they might be of Jewish descent, but they're still very much Egyptians. That's where they live. I, that's their country. That's their. I watched a documentary home. about how he's so full of shit. Who? About Steven Seagal, about he's so full of shit. Oh, yeah, he's a fat piece of shit. How man. he supposedly studied under some sensei in Japan who fucking died before he ever even went to Japan. Moriya Yoshiba. If you say Moria so. Moriya Yoshiba, yeah. <laughs> if you say so. The Grandmaster of Aikido. Yeah, but they were just picking apart all his lies. Oh yeah, yeah, he's worked for the CIA and all that shit and they're like Yeah, they were not. they were picking all that apart. Yeah, mother, you know, the thing is, and like Frank Dukes, you know, a blood sport. Is he the one punch guy? No, the real life guy they based Bloodsport. Oh, okay. On. He was a complete fake. He made up the whole story that is based on and everything. Oh, I did watch one about him too. Yeah. The problem is all these guys back in the day wanted before to, the internet yeah, exactly <laughs> welcome to the fucking internet all these guys pre like uh 90s have have been put on display because yeah. we couldn't look that shit up 
Now everybody can look anything up. You can't do anything and not get caught now. Because if you fucking lie about yourself, it's easily disprovable. Hell, we do it all the time with Google Images. I mean, don't fucking send us fake pictures. We'll run that shit through a fucking program and find out who it really is. It's just, it's the fucking internet. You can't fucking hide. You can troll and you can be a catfish, but eventually you're going to get caught. If somebody wants to find out if you're real or not, it's not that hard. I tried to look up lies about Chuck Norris. The internet apologized. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) Have you seen him lately? No, is he looking bad? Oh, poor, poor oh. guy. Poor, bless his heart. I think those jokes will be told long after he's dead. He's he's in his 80s. But, you know, I can't be too sorry for him because he's a staunch, hardcore is fucking he? Republican oh, whack shit. job. But, you know, because, you know, that goes with macho, toxic masculinity. You got to be MAGA and you got to be tough. But, you know, he it's depressing because you look at Arnold, you look at Sly... You know what? All those guys—they're all melting. They're all, all those melting. guys like that. Who? Who? And and you know how good I am with names. So, who was the dude that was known for being the action hero in the seventies? Who had the big fucking epic mustache? Charles Charles Bronson. Bronson yes. <laughs> okay. Whatever happened to him? Charles Did he die? Who always talked like this. He oh. just, he just like, around the mid-80s, he just disappeared. I don't think you should be around this uh, <laughs> Stop. neighborhood anymore. I'm asking you what happened to him. <laughs> well, he always uh, spoke in the Charles Bronson way. Over-exaggerated. And made you <laughs> but, nervous he was going to shoot All right, you. Charles, what happened to you? What are you talking about? He, he died. Did he die? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't he, know what happened to him. If he was him. alive, he'd be 110 years old. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, there's, <laughs> there's, still, Jesus Christ. there's still action people around uh, from the 70s. So, I don't know. Did he smoke a lot or something? Didn't everybody back then? I mean, come yeah, on. But Sylvester Stallone's still around. He was big in the 70s doing... I'm shocked that Sylvester and Arnie are still around because they're more steroid than man. <laughs> <clears throat> and that shit that oh speaking of steroids and that shit oh my god i was watching this fucking video on youtube <sighs> i've been watching a bunch of videos on youtube about certain kinds of athletes certain kind of athletes are like guaranteed that you're gonna fucking die the the fatality rate wrestlers wrestlers <laughs> yes pro wrestlers very high but you know who is all as high if not more so than fucking pro wrestlers football players believe it or not the people that are supposed to be healthy are the ones that are dying left and right bodybuilders i could see that dead i was watching this fucking show because i was a professional bodybuilder and these people have fame when you're a hardcore like mr olympia and you're big time and you're in all the magazines you have a fame equivalent to our fame not everybody knows you you know yeah but like there's a bodybuilder in your circles you're known like sean ray is a famous uh black bodybuilder but nobody's gonna know who he is you're not gonna know who he is but the people in the bodybuilding community see them as stars yeah and that's how we're perceived we're they're stars in the same type that we're stars but when i was competing for all the bodybuilding competitions i was a competitive bodybuilder I was fans of these guys and I was watching all the ones that when I was competing 
were competing and at the top of their game they were yeah. the big stars. They're all super fucked up or dead. Like one of them, his name was Flex Wheeler. He was top tier. Oh god, that's he a lost the leg name. from what? Kidney failure. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, half the list died of kidney failure from steroid use. The other half died of fucking cancer and shit. And it's just like, I couldn't believe it because they were listing literally all the fucking stars that I was following. They're all fucking dead. They're all fucking dead. It's like when you're a professional bodybuilder, you ain't going to see 50. That's it. You're going to die. So I'm shocked that Arnie so, is still alive. Explain something to me because I did watch a documentary about bodybuilders. What was the... What was the fad about injecting steroids directly into your biceps to make them look so fucking big that you look like an idiot? Oh, that's not steroids. That's called synthol. It's all fake uh, yeah, oil. Yeah, It's fake oil. But I didn't get it because that one guy who literally his bicep melted because he put so yeah, much in it. Yeah, it. it's oil that stays. It doesn't, it doesn't get dispersed. So if you inject it into your muscle, it stays in your muscle forever. And uh, the body has a hard time processing it out. So they do it for cosmetic reasons. It's muscles without any work, but it looks fake. It looks gross. And uh, yeah, it causes severe, because you're injecting an oil but directly into your muscle that will it not It just leave. looks stupid though. Yeah, it does. Looks like a bunch of water in there. I mean, what's the purpose of making your biceps gigantic if nothing else is? Well, we'd like to welcome Lexus Steele to the show. Hello. Hey, baby. How you doing? Hi. How you doing, hot stuff? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Are you, you listening to us while we're talking? The show. I, I, I don't know what was going on, but it's done. <laughs> so were you hearing what I was saying about bodybuilders? You know Flex Wheeler has one leg now? Yeah, I saw that. Can you believe this shit? Yeah. Did you watch the video about the ex-bodybuilders? All these guys that we used to know, that we met and shit at Mr. Olympia competitions, and they're all fucking dead. Yeah, I know. They're all dead as a doornail. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a deadly fucking profession. This roid use is no fucking joke. Yeah. So they're, they're, they should be in their 60s, and they're all fucking dead. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Although, uh, I was listening on the way home, and I got to say, I got I to gotta agree with Raven oh. on the whole Twitter thing. Mm. Somebody came at me and it didn't even say hello. Thank you. And said, you need to follow me. I'd be like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay, but see, <laughs> I get, I, you know, when you're a public figure, you get that a lot. It's just, right. I know you don't get it a lot because Lexus Steele likes to stay in the shadows purposely. <laughs> but Raven and I get it a lot. And obviously, it's a trigger for Raven. And I don't well, mind It's so just much. like having a conversation with somebody. You don't just say, hey. Do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's you how say, I see it. That's a good somebody. example. Thank you. You greet somebody first. I'm just saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, you, do, you th do you agree with her response, or do you think she went a little overboard? I, put a, I probably would have responded like that, too. Because <laughs> she a, eviscerated this guy I have, on Twitter. I, have, I wouldn't say I eviscerated. I, I have a bad temper, though. I, I've been known to have a bad temper. No. I, I, <laughs> I do have a bad temper, so I probably would have been the same way. And hell, in fact, somebody wrote me on the merchandise site wanting to hook up with Raven, and I'm like, dude, 
This is a merchandise site. This is not a hookup site. Oh, Carrie makes a mention of something that I didn't talk about on the bodybuilders that is the primary cause for most of the death. Um, dieting and dehydration. Mm-hmm. When they cut to 2-3% body fat, it, it taxes their liver, causing liver failure. Same with dehydration. And most of the liver failure is caused from the damage they've done to well, the liver by cutting so much weight. Doesn't dehydrating yourself put extra strain on the liver? Yes. Because it, yeah, that's what I thought. So I, I would say at least half of the famous bodybuilders I followed died of kidney failure or were horribly impacted. Like Flex Wheeler lost his fucking leg from kidney failure. And it's just like these people are supposed to look like the embodiment of physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to live a healthy life and watch the food intake. And they watch every fucking calorie. And they're supposed to be healthy. But they are literally yeah. the worst at, at human health. But don't, because uh, I've, I've seen, you know, I don't know if it's documentaries, but I've seen videos where those guys, when they're in their bulking phase, will literally sit down and eat 8,000 calories I in did. one sitting. I did. 7,000. How, how is that healthy? She used to, back in the day, to try and gain weight, she used to eat entire fucking cheesecakes in one sitting, 12 egg omelets. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was lifting, like I've said before, it was not uncommon for me to sit down and eat four or five hot dogs in one sitting. And there, There's something called on-season and off-season. You, you spend six months a year bulking up as large as you can and six months a year cutting all that weight gone. Because when you're larger and fatter and have more mass, you can lift heavier and therefore you can increase the size of lifts, increase your muscle mass. So when you cut, yeah. you'll be even larger. So you put on all the extra mass to make yourself stronger. You work out extra heavy, and then you spend the next six months cutting, and then your new found muscle from being able to lift more weight is visible. So a bodybuilder's normal life is you spend six months eating anything you can find and put in your mouth, and you spend six months on a very, very strict diet. See, I wasn't a bodybuilder, but what I would do is when summer was over, I would just eat whatever I wanted till a few months, you know, April or so, and then I would start cutting till summer, so I would look good for summer. Yeah, most bodybuilding competitions are around the same time because people have on-seasons and off-seasons. So they do them all at the same time well, because my, that's when everybody's on their own My on-season was in the summer, so I could look good. <laughs> when the shirt came off, that was my on-season. With your flip-up bill. I was 17 years old. I was 17 when I did that. Fucking looking like a dork. And I weighed probably 135 pounds in that picture. How much do you weigh now? I'm not saying it on air. Fuck you. Why? Because. I'll say what I'm currently weighing. No. I I don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. No. I am currently, I am seven pounds heavy. So that puts me at 182 pounds. And uh, my normal body weight that I try to maintain is 175 at six foot two. Like I said, I don't know what my happy weight is. I'm just going down until I think I look good and then I'll chill out. So I was talking to a fan on my OnlyFans that was totally making fun of you. Oh, really? Make fun of your titties. Who doesn't? You do. Daily. So this is Jackson D. 
this is what Jackson D says to me. He says, seeing here laughing as I think about Raven trying to swim and flipping onto her back whenever she tries because she has two life rafts attached to her chest. And I responded, LOL. So then he says, woman could have single-handedly saved everyone on the Titanic with those titties. <laughs> okay, the, that's funny. The tiggest of bitties. <laughs> I said, well, they look huge on her because she's also a tiny little thing. He says, isn't she like five, six or something? I said, yes, she's five, six. <laughs> so, yes. But, you, okay, for all of our, our audience here, all our listeners, Raven for years upon years denied that her boobs were even bigger than mine. Denied that she had large breasts. Now, in my defense, when I finally went in for my boobs, I told the doctor, I said, take Kimber's boobs, put them on my chest. That's what I said. I wanted my boobs to be the same size as yours. And he just Epic went... fail. He went fucking ham with them. He just went <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, you also left out the point that you had D's before. He's a doctor. He saw them. But when he, you wanted Kimber boobs, you had a lot to work with. So you ended up with, with comically large titties. Yeah, but you had what? 650 and 680? Yes. But I had he, zero boobs. I had Friday. But he only put 550s in me. When, when I was... But you started out with bigger yes. boobs. Yeah, but the doctor knew that. But he's not going to give you what he doesn't... What you don't ask for. I told him to make them the same size as Kimber's. When, you know, every... So realistically, I should have had like 300 cc's. Every trans girl... Trans girl reacts differently to hormones. For me, it gave me big hips and a big ass. Because I already had a big ass, but it made me have a really big ass. Um, but I got no boobs from it. Zero. Zero boobage. I mean, I had a big ass. I just had no hips. I had those fucking conical nipple things that uh, trans girls call <laughs> boobs. Yes. And you're like, bitch, I'm, I'm, you, I know you're proud they're, of those things. They're but. called fried egg titties. They're not even fried eggs. I mean, a natural woman has little fried egg titties, but these are conical cones. They're like, it's like a little cone that pops out of your chest. It's Madonna titties? Yeah, except small. <laughs> and, and it's like, and these trans girls are so excited and proud to show off their titties. And I'm like, bitch, those aren't titties. Those are cones on top uh, of your nipples. I know, I know. You see these girls. And... <sighs> You know, and I know they're proud of them, and I'm not trying to make fun of them, but these girls will put on these... I'm not trying, but I'm gonna. <laughs> they put on these bras, and you see the space between the bra and their titty, and it's like, oh, that's so sad. Honey says she weighs 122 and a half pounds, even down to a 0.5. And Rodney says he's 187 and a half. So me and Rodney weigh close to the same weight. I weighed 122 pounds when I was like 12. Because I'm 182 right now. I don't, I don't know how tall Rodney is. Listen, I got boobs at a real young age, real young. I remember being <laughs> made fun of in, in elementary school. And my sister was wearing a training bra in first grade. Oh, my God. I refused to wear a training bra. I, I went out without one for a long time. I should have been wearing one for a long time, but and, I didn't. And you wonder why Lexus is so self-conscious of her appearance. Check this out. She was brutally 
bullied by so many people. Not only was she bullied by her boobs, what did they call you as far as your lips? N-word lips. Oh, well, well. And her nickname from her own family was Faya, which means the ugly. Growing up. Well, Elfaya means I had a big butt for a, a boy. And my family called me N-word butt. It's just... Because I remember my mom one time told me, yeah, they keep calling you N-word butt, but someday that N-word butt's going to get you all the girls. She didn't know it was going to get me the guys. Your family reminds me of uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks 2, where he's like, you know, come to think of it, my grandma did refer to a broken beer bottle as a nigger knife. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe she was a little racist. And that's why when they're saying that about your butt, I'd be like, seriously, this is my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I didn't think my family was racist growing up because my dad had a black friend. Oh, I knew, my, I knew my family was racist. Now that I look back on it, my family's racist as fuck. <laughs> I, I knew my family was racist and it was it was so fucking funny to me because I remember this conversation my dad had with me. He says... The white people don't like us because we're half black. And the black people don't like us because we're half white. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you racist when you know you're not white, right? Like <laughs> Mexicans are extremely racist people. And their culture is extremely racist. Jewish people are racist. Mm-hmm. Middle Eastern people are racist. Chinese people are super fucking racist. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I have met and been with many types of people. And there is one type of person that I would say, for the most part, is the least racist. I would say of all peoples, the least racist is black people. Yeah. They are the most accepting of another person's race of all cultures. I dated a black guy when I was in high school. You think I told my family? Hell no. (laughs) I mean, there are black families out there that would raise a stink if you dated a white woman, but most of them don't give a fuck. And they don't see race as much as other people. Like, if you're dating an Asian woman and she's avoiding taking you to see her family, you're probably black. And black guys, think about this. That I mean, Rodney can probably relate. Can, and Because we can relate. We're the embarrassing secret. No, seriously, but guys want to fuck us, if, but they don't want to show anything. If you anybody? think about it, it's always a joke in movies. The Jewish girl not wanting to take the non-Jewish oh, boy they're very, home very racist to people. meet their family. Very racist. <laughs> Jews are very, Mexicans are extremely racist. Mm-hmm. Extremely. Oh, I, for the longest time, uh, we are, us as a couple, we were not uh, I stopped talking to my family because, um, well, back then, he was white, he had been married, and he had a kid. So, that was not good for, you know. I didn't know Rodney was so big. He says he's six foot three. Now, now to be honest about why I didn't know he was so big, because I've met Rodney many, many times. In your nine-inch heels? Yeah. Well, when I, I, there's six-inch heels, but when I'm in my heels at the club and I see Rodney, I'm six foot eight. So I'm towering over him. So I never even knew he was taller than me if I was barefoot. But technically, Rodney's got me by an inch if I was barefoot. I didn't know he was that big. That's sad. When I wear my 10-inch heels, everybody freaks out. 
But I find it funny that black men have been dealing with this long before trannies were a thing. I mean, yeah, we've existed in cross-dresser status for, for centuries because everyone likes to fuck a little boy butt now and then. But what I'm saying... Whoa, whoa, not everybody. <laughs> yes, because you have fuck boy butt a few times. <laughs> My spouse's butt, that was different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh? you fuck boy butt too. <laughs> You've been fucking, and you fucked my butt when I was a big, hairy, manly man. You should be more embarrassed about that than me. Oh, fuck. Ah. I've had had too many dicks in my ass to be embarrassed about it. I'm talking about the hairy part. But think about black men. But as, as a tranny, we know that people want us, but they're embarrassed of us. They don't want to be seen in public with us. They, They don't, they want to fuck us in a hotel room, but not outside of it kind of thing. But you like fat chicks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or black guys. Black guys are the guy you date and you fuck, but you don't want your family to find out. <laughs> it's got to fucking suck. If you're a Jewish girl, if you're a Mexican girl, all these fucking races hate black people for no fucking reason. Let me tell you, my cousin was went into the Navy, okay? <clears throat> She got pregnant by a black guy. Oh, <clears throat> my God, did I hear so much about that. Talk about Lisa. Oh, yeah. One of my friends dated a black guy, and she was kicked out of the house because she got pregnant by him at 16. Jeez. They kicked out their teenage daughter. Pregnant daughter. That's... On the street. <sighs> That's pathetic. It's just like being a tranny. <laughs> Oh, by the way, mom, dad, I'm a tranny. Good. You can go live on the street. Get the fuck out of our house. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, because we've all seen it, the episode of... Um, <sighs> Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to have to set this up. So for the listeners who don't know, <clears throat> Umbrella Academy is a show. It's on Netflix. It's a good show. It's had a few seasons. Spoiler we've- alerts if you haven't seen it. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it's about a family of superheroes uh, that constantly are destroying the world and have to fix it. <laughs> it's not a bunch of superheroes that are constantly saving the world because they are literally destroying the world constantly. They have to stop their their own actions. Yeah. So it's kind of a fucked up show, but it's entertaining. And one of the main characters uh, who played the Silver Siren, which was the main antagonist for the first two ep- uh, seasons. Uh, yeah, that. She is transitioning in real life and she is now a he named Elliot. Um, so now that the audience is caught up. Okay. So they also transitioned him into, in the show. Now, I, they did okay. They did okay. But the thing that I didn't like, and I think you mentioned this as well, was that they don't show the reality of what happens. They make it when, look so easy. Yeah. It's like, you just, first of all, they... In the show, she just cuts her hair, and automatically she's referred to as a he. Yeah. She, she cuts her hair, goes to her family. Now he cuts his hair, goes to his family, says, by the way, I've always felt like a dude. My name's Victor now. And they're all like, cool, okay, whatever. And they don't even care, and they start calling her Victor. And I'm like, you know, that's what we all wish. We all uh, fucking yes. wish that would happen. Yes. But it never fucking ha- People do care. If people care about you... They care about you changing. And the the depiction is so 
much of a lie. And I'm worried that young trans people are going to well, think it's going to be like that. It, it ended my marriage. I haven't talked to my children in seven years. I was also reading this article about that whoever wrote it is a dick. Because he kept dead naming her or him and referring to him as her former self. And it was just, I'm like, what? What does it, how does it impact your fucking life? Why are you such a dick that you have to do this? How does it impact your life so much? You mean misgendering people? Yes. Okay, now here, let me talk about misgendering because I care, but I don't care. Now, I think that everybody, everybody, no matter how good you look, no matter how much you look like a woman, everybody's going to misgender you all the time by accident because they're trying to get used to it. My own wife, who I've been married with for 24 years, that lives with me every day, misgenders me all the fucking time. Yeah, and this is why. Because I've known both people. That's right. But when you're talking about your family, they are dealing with exactly what you're dealing with. And they get confused because they spend so much time with the other you know, person that's habit. I've, well, and for me... They don't mean it maliciously. For me, it's difficult when I talk about the past but, you. But that's when I do it the most. But is when, when I talk about the past you, I'll say him. And then... And now we're in the future. <laughs> yeah, it confuses the fuck out of me. And people ask me questions. I'm like, I don't well, fucking know. Raven can also tell you that we as transsexuals know when somebody mispronouns us as accident and when they're doing it to be a dick. It is obvious when they're doing it to be a dick. It is obvious when they accidentally slip up and do it. And we know it's no big deal. We know everybody's going to do it. It's yeah. okay. But you can tell if somebody's doing it because they're trying to make a statement. They're well, refusing to call you a woman because they don't believe you're a woman. And I've also had this discussion. Actually, I had this discussion the other day with my boss at my day job. I have people that I work with who have only ever known me as a female. And I have people that I work with who knew me before. And by and large, the people who have only ever known me as female have absolutely no issue with it. Yeah, of course. The people who knew me before are the ones that have the problem. And I'm not saying all of them because I have some that just were like, like you said, they were like, okay, and they just ran with it. And they tend to be the younger people that I work with. The older ones are the ones that have the issue. Well, you know, just like our dogs, she refers, she'll tell the dogs uh, that I'm their daddy or something, and then she'll catch herself and your mama. <laughs> and then she'll get annoyed. She'll go, whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> just go to that person over there. And, and it gets confusing because she knew me for, you know. Yeah. 16 years when I was a man and she has a habit of, you know, referring to me as a certain way. So I think that our family and everything, I don't think they're doing it maliciously. Most of them, there are people that out there that do it yes, because they're trying to make a statement that they don't believe in trannies or some mm -hmm. shit. Like we're the, the fucking Sasquatch. But you know, mo for most people, I don't mind being misgendered because it's an honest mistake. People are trying and I, when I've gone in public, I'm not trying. I've just fucking given up. Well, it's, it's the same <laughs> as like when, when I first came out, people would be like, I want to ask you a question, but I don't want to offend you. Hey, buddy. And <laughs> what you want, buddy? No, it was, what can I get you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> the look on your face was. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, <laughs> now that you're going to laugh that much, you got to tell the story. Now that it's that many years back, I mean, come on. We, you got to tell the story. Like we this. were not exactly rocking. The looks were rocking now. Okay, so this was when they were first transitioning. We decided to go to Quiznos. That's how long ago it was. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So we went to Quiznos, and the guy behind the counter, uh, Kimber goes first. She, he says, what can I get you, ma'am? So <laughs> she orders her sandwich. Then I go second. And he says, what can I get you, ma'am? And I give my order, and then it's Raven's turn. And he says, what can I get you, buddy? <laughs> and she just looks at us, because we're down the counter waiting on her sandwiches. She looks at us like, I was so what pissed. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, though. <laughs> But I, I, I think that, um, I think Raven can back me up on this. When I'm out in public, I would say there are the occasional bad interactions where you'll have the occasional bigot that doesn't give a shit about being a bigot. But for the most pe- uh, time, when I'm interacting with the public that haven't interacted with a transsexual ever before, and I get misgendered, I can tell in the conversation they're trying their best and they're scared and nervous to talk to me. And the last thing I want to do is correct them or whatever. They're trying to do their best. Yeah. I don't want to intimidate them any further because they're already afraid to talk to me because they don't know what to say or how to refer to me because it seems like every couple of years they want to change what we're called. Well, and and here's the thing too, is I think that more so men have more of an issue with it than women. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Yes. Uh, because men, especially if you're an attractive transsexual, men don't like the way you make them feel. Mm-hmm. Men feel threatened by you because they feel like you're threatening their masculinity. That if they find you attractive or if they accidentally look at your boobs, they're now gay. Mm-hmm. And they have this fear of you that you're going to turn them gay, that one day they're they're going to be checking out your tits. My brother <laughs> is terrified. It's just, it's so stupid to me. You can't turn somebody something. I get Raph hugs now. Yeah, I know. Her brother hugs like he doesn't want to make any physical contact. Ah. <laughs> he just reaches around your if back. If your boobs touch him, you'll change him too? Yeah. <laughs> I've worn award show dresses that were just split up the thigh that he fucking went off about saying it was inappropriate. Around it, it was it was a holiday. I don't yeah. know. It was either Christmas Thanksgiving. or Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I dressed up intentionally because it was a family Thanksgiving. So I wore a nice dress and he went off because it had a plunging neckline and a, a split up the thigh. It, it, he, he treated me like I was his teenage daughter going to prom or something. <laughs> fucking almost 50. And, and he's like, that's really inappropriate. And he just says it in front of the whole family. I'm like, dude, I'm just wearing a dress. <laughs> dude, if you're if you're having a hard time not checking out your brother, that ain't on me. Hey, at least it was a dress. My mom thinks I look like a whore if I wear more than fucking mascara and eyeshadow. Well, I just thought- Well, your mom thinks you're a whore if you wear cut shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I just See, thought if I was wearing a dress with a plungy neckline and a split- uh, split up the leg that I wouldn't have to worry about my brother thinking it was inappropriate because he's not checking me out anyway. But here of all, all of a sudden he's obviously checking me out because he's telling me I'm dressed inappropriate. I'm like, dude, just stop looking at it. <laughs> I, I'm your brother. Just stop. Stop. 
I know you haven't had sex in like 18 years, buddy, but come on now. My fucking brother's virtually celibate. <laughs> Every person he sticks his dick into, he marries. Well, I mean, like you said, I think, I think my stepdad doesn't like to look at me because... <laughs> Gives him the feels. He, he sees my titties. <laughs> and if you catch him looking at your titties, then he's now gay. Yeah. Well, and my mom has no titties. My sisters have no titties. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Dr. Phil. Oh, God. What oh, do you what's do? going on with you him? Now, the first thing you have to realize if you want to get better is you have to acknowledge to me in front of the audience that you are, in fact, a loser. And then we can go on and help you. Now, I, I did some research with Dr. Phil. He cracks me up. First of all, he hasn't been licensed for 20 years. He wasn't licensed during his show to give advice. He didn't even have a psychiatrist license. Now, he found a loophole for his show. He was able to give advice as a licensed psychiatrist, even though he was not licensed, because he, w- he was not legally charging them for his advice. <laughs> so he was allowed to present himself as an expert and give expert advice on his show, even though legally... He's not licensed as a professional and has no professional license to speak of, but he's allowed to give advice and claim he's a professional because he's not charging money for it. Now, here's what cracks me up. His marriage ended years ago in infidelity (laughs) because he cheated on his wife. Now, this guy can't get his own shit together. He can't even get into his head enough to keep his dick in his pants. He has no control over his own actions. He can't even keep his dick in his fucking pants. And he's going to give you life advice on how to live your life when he makes poor decisions. And it's public that his marriage ended at infidelity. He was fucking around and he couldn't resist temptation. But he's going to give a drug addict advice on resisting temptation? Getting over your addiction? Dude, you can't even keep it in your fucking pants. So what are your girl's thoughts on fucking Dr. Phil? Since he's an unlicensed fucking hack that can't even keep his own marriage going, but he's going to give you advice on how to live your fucking life. Even though he doesn't even know better than to keep his dick in his pants. I don't like him anyways. Uh, Yeah, I never really did. (laughs) Now, I understand if you marry somebody and you get divorced because you grow apart and you're not compatible anymore. Or you become a tranny. But if you are a person giving everyone advice and it's infidelity that ends your marriage, I think that definitely impacts your credibility. How can you give people advice to avoid this, avoid that, if you can't even... Do something as simple as be monogamous to your spouse. You can't even fulfill one oath. You can't even walk the line for one thing, but you're going to give everybody advice on how to get over all their addictions and all their behavioral issues when you can't even conquer your own dick. So what are your girls' opinion about that? Uh, if you listen. if you were going to go see a psychiatrist and you found out that they their marriage ended because they were a cheating piece of shit, how, how would that make you feel about them professionally? I never liked the man. I never watched the show. I watched stupid little snippets like "Cash Me Outside," but how about that? Yeah, but I 
I would have never, ever sought advice from him because, oh, God, he just annoys the ever-living shit out of me. He comes off as pompous, arrogant, yes. and I just want to yes. slap the shit out of him. <laughs> he does come off pompous. Yes. <clears throat> but, I mean, but, I mean, okay, let's say you go to a psychiatrist. If you knew the psychiatrist had issues with infidelity and got a divorce because they were cheating on their spouse... Would you feel that they were qualified to help you with to get over your issues? I mean, it's an impulse control problem, is what I'm saying. If a psychiatrist has an impulse control problem and can't even control themselves to resist basic urges to keep their marriage alive, how can they give you advice if they can't even simplistically resist a common urge themselves? Well, I mean, if I don't have an impulse control problem, I don't know that I would care. Most people go to therapists because they're having addiction problems. They're having well. The only life. therapist I ever saw was because I wanted to be a girl. But how would you feel if you went to a psychotherapist and they they had a drug problem or <laughs> they had a problem with infidelity? I just think that it's baggage your psychiatrist shouldn't have. I mean, but nobody's perfect. Yeah, I was about to say. That's uh, like I getting mean, a surgeon that's narcoleptic. I don't want him. Or a surgeon that has shaky hands. No thanks. I don't think you have the right requirements to be doing this shit. Well, first of all, if you're going to a surgeon, you're going to pay money. Uh, and if you're going to pay money, you're going to get the best that you can. Now, nobody paid for his fucking advice. And I, I don't, I honestly think. That's because think, he didn't have a license to practice. I think that basically the people on his show just wanted their 15 minutes. What I think yeah, is I the reason that. that you don't like Dr. Phil is that you cannot go forward with your life because you have not yet acknowledged in front of everybody on live TV that you are in fact a loser. And I read that that girl, the cash me outside girl, she's a fucking millionaire now. Yeah, uh, something baby, something baby is her rap name. She's, she's a, a rapper? rapper. Yeah, she's Ugh. a rapper. Something baby. And that's what our world has come to. Yeah, it has. That pieces of shit become millionaires. Kardashians. And, well, yeah, obviously. They piece of shit did a porno. We do pornos all the fucking time. <laughs> we didn't get a goddamn fucking network TV show because we fucked a black well, guy. It's, Can you imagine? We both have OnlyFans. Who was that bitch that went and put fucking one naked picture on OnlyFans and made a million fucking dollars off of it? All I know is if you got famous for fucking a black guy on film, I should be Robert fucking De Niro by now. Oh, I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't have been a porn star and just accidentally leaked it. That's what you should have done first. Or yeah. done what Mia Isabella did. Try bring down Tyga for to get famous where she could out him with their text messages. What a piece of shit. And I, I had fans. I have fans all the time that ask me, Have you ever fucked a celebrity? I said, Well, if I had, you'd never fucking know. Cause it's my fucking job to keep my goddamn mouth shut. Um I think we need to rename this show to the Kimber Ranch Show. I hate these pieces of shit like Stormy Daniels. Now I know that Trump's a piece of shit. But you shouldn't be in porn. In fact, get the fuck out of porn. Everybody in porn knows the golden rule. You keep your fucking mouth shut. We are HIPAA. 
If a guy comes to you and tells you all his perverted sexual fantasies, you keep that shit on lock. Nobody will ever know. It's like talking to your the priest first, or doctor. The first rule about porn. You don't talk about porn. Yeah. <laughs> Men share things with you that they don't share with anybody, including their wife. That is true. And you have to respect the fact that they're opening mm-hmm. up to you. And you have to let them know they can trust you and they have somebody they can talk to about this shit. And it's like talking to your priest or doctor. If you're a porn star and somebody comes and starts telling you about their sexual fantasy, they're respecting and trusting you with whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I always lied to my priest. Just saying. Well, always lied to my priest. You're definitely going to hell then. Well, I, I thought it was, it was fucking redundant. It's stupid. It's a stupid rule. If God knows everything I'm fucking doing, why do I have to tell middleman? Whoa, 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 whoa. That of all the fucking Catholic bullshit is what you found stupid. How about their magical spells that they cast? I thought a lot of it was stupid, (laughs) which is why I got yelled at a lot as a child. They got to rub the magical ash on your forehead, and it creates this magical spell ritual that lets God know that you are one of his loyal followers. And you have to take the body of Christ into your mouth and then take the blood of Christ. They cast a spell and now, woo, communion. It's like, get the fuck out of here with that fucking spell book shit with your rituals. I take the body of a lot of people in my mouth. Does that mean I still have a chance to go to heaven? There you go. I I found out something really fucking cool about Sidley String. Where the fuck did that come from? She is just... uh, Okay. All right. Go ahead. What's the cool thing about Silly String? Do you know what they use it for? The military uses it. They use it to find tripwires constantly. They, their teams will go into an area and they'll spray the area with Silly String because it's so fucking light. It will not set off tripwires, but it'll stay there and hang in the air. And they know if it's in the air, they've got a tripwire. They know if it falls completely to the floor, it's, they don't have any tripwires. They... Go in special forces. Special forces has a pocket that is filled with silly string that they actually use and they spray all over an entry area to check for trip wires in hostile territory. So silly string is actually a military tool. Was this an SF raid or a fucking birthday party? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I started thinking about it. I'm like, that's pretty fucking clever. I never thought of it, but yeah, Neither it would I. work. I'm like, it weighs nothing, and it stays there where they can visibly use it as a warning that there is a tripwire there. They're not they looking disarmed. so dumb now, are they? What, the military? Yeah. Fucking enlisted guy didn't come up with this shit. Come on. You've been with enlisted people. Come on. You were on a ship full of enlisted people. Were, were, were you, you impressed? Were you listening to the show? Of course I was. The part where she said enlisted people were all idiots? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I didn't say they're all idiots. I just said that they're... Bottom of the barrel. Hey. As far as career prospects, yes. Hey, she was enlisted too. I was. <laughs> I went in with rank because I had college. but um, She was enlisted, but not only... I mean... You know, she didn't have the heart to go active duty like some people. Um, oh, no, don't let her continue because huh? I got her. Go uh, ahead. Keep telling me. I, that's all I had to say. I didn't have the guts to go enlisted like active No, people, right? you, you went enlisted. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about how you served your country. Let's talk about I'm not Monday. proud of it. Since you, you want to talk shit, let's talk about Monday. Oh, yeah. I was saying this earlier. I'm not celebrating the 4th of July. Oh, you year. served your country, so let's celebrate I, Monday. I'm huh? not celebrating Monday because so I'm not... why don't you tell all the listeners how you feel? I'm not celebrating 
a country that will betray me. I just won't. How do you think fucking Rodney feels? His country has shit on him since his birth. Yep. And yep. if you're if you're a black man, even part black, where you look black like Rodney, this country has shit on you since you came out of that birth canal. Me too. Me too. So and you know there was a there was a few years there where I was all so patriotic, and you know actually my my mom raised us that way because we did come from another country. We were immigrants, and she raised us to be thankful for everything. And I saw what what people in other countries were living like. So I thought, wow, you know, this is a country where we can do whatever we want. We can be whoever we want to be. And it all shattered. Okay, well, then what, from somebody who used to be so patriotic, so incredibly patriotic, so proud of serving your country, what was the bridge? What brought you to this feeling of, I don't even want to celebrate on the 4th of July because I'm ashamed of my country. What brought you to that point? I, okay, so when Trump became president is when I stopped flying my flag. That's when I stopped flying the flag. Um, but I, we, we had made plans to celebrate on Monday, the 4th of July. And then Roe versus Wade came out and I'm like, oh no, I'm done. I can't. I so just That was can't. your last straw. That was my last straw. I was like, nope, I'm done. So you're not celebrating in solidarity of women. Yeah. All right, Raven, what are your feelings on 4th of July now? Because I know you were Army Infantry and you served your country. You suffered hearing loss for your country. How do you feel about the country you served and lost your hearing for? Oh, it pisses me off too. It, it's making me think that the country that... Now, I didn't go to war, even though I was infantry. I served during the what, what we called in the military the Clinton era. So there wasn't anything going on, but I trained and I would have. I would have in a heartbeat. That's because there wasn't a Republican president. They're warmongers. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, the, I served under Republic, uh, Republican. <laughs> she went yeah. to war. Yeah. Today, it feels like this country is only a country for straight white people. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that, you know who Adam Kissinger is? Yeah. He's the other Republican on the January 6th committee, the young white guy. He coined a term for him. He calls them the Christian Taliban. He says... That's how they act. He mm-hmm. says this country has an issue with the Christian Taliban and they need to be stopped. I, I completely agree yeah, with Adam that Kissinger name and that statement. came out. He says this is the Christian Taliban and they need to be stopped. During, during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars... They screamed bloody fucking murder about what the Taliban was doing. And what, less than 10 years later, they're turning around and doing the literal exact same shit. Yeah, Adam Kinzinger, a devout Republican, calls them the Christian Taliban. And I was like, you know, that's a hell of a term because that's exactly what they are. They're Christian terrorists. I, I saw a picture... Someone took in the, um, I think it was the Jewish Holocaust Museum, and it was a placard that showed basically what to look for 
and fascism. And it was literally everything that's happening in this country right now with white nationalists. Let me tell you a story about how bad Christians are. And, you know, you can look back in history and see how bad they are. But Batman, the TV show. Let me tell you about the uh, scummy evangelical Christians. Uh, The Catholic League of Decency came after the Batman TV show, said that their costumes were indecent. And because Adam West was small in stature down there, mm-hmm. they didn't have a problem with him. But Burt Ward has some meat and potatoes. <laughs> and they had a problem with his bulge in his Robin costume. So of course. The, the Christian League of Decency said that it's a child's show and they should look like G.I. Joe dolls down there. You should not oh, be able to see any anatomy. So the show tried to place padding in the costume down there to flatten it out, and it didn't work. So check this out. They attempted to chemically castrate Burt Ward, who played Robin. Are you fucking kidding They me? told him that because of the Catholic League of Decency's complaints on the show, that even though they were number one show, that he needed to take this pill that the doctor was going to prescribe him to shrink his testicles, where they weren't visible on camera, and uh, that if he wanted to keep his job as a star on a star show, hit show, then he would do this. They should have just talked to a, gra- a drag queen and taught him how to talk. Now, now check this out. So, Burt Ward being, he, he said he was a young guy in his early 20s. He had just, been a, just gotten this role of a lifetime, hit show. So, he started taking these chemical castration pills <gasps> oh. to shrink his dick. He took them for two days and started noticing it not working anymore he finally confided this to adam west on the set this is a cool fucking thing adam west didn't know anything about it adam west says don't take any more of those pills and he went to the the store uh, the um show runners and he says if he has to take these pills i'm off the show i'm walking Good. Batman was going to walk Good because of what they him. were doing for Burt Ward. Because of the Christian League of Decency, and this is all 100% true, Burt Ward took two days of pills, and when they started affecting his performance, he confessed Adam West what was going on. Adam West says, stop taking them immediately. That is ridiculous. If they want to make you take these pills to satisfy the Christians, I'm gone. They can, they can recast both roles. So Adam West, I loved Adam West. And now I have more reason to love him because he didn't take that shit. He didn't know they were doing this to Burt Ward. But Burt Ward's on record saying, they did this to me. They tried to chemically castrate me because of the Catholic League of Decency. For a fucking TV show because in his costume, he had a noticeable bulge. Yeah. And they wanted him to look like a G.I. Joe doll on screen because it was a kid's show. That's so stupid. So they want to basically say dicks don't exist. Men don't have those. I run into dicks all the time. So do I. I'm not Close ta- up. I'm not talking about those dicks. I'm talking about men just that are dicks. Well, that's the ones I run into, too. <laughs> it's just they have two dicks. One, one above their neck and one below the belt. Fucking faggot. Above the neck. Yeah, did you hear that text message I woke up to? Yes. Fuck you, <laughs> faggot. It's like... Dude, I just woke up. I didn't even have time to respond to your fucking ass. So we watched the movie uh, without Raven. I wasn't too impressed. Man from Toronto. 
You know, I watched about half of that last night, and I kind of got bored and yeah. went and it's, watched It's else. the same. Buddy cop, buddy team up. Yeah, it's the same movie, just with different, act- well, one of them. It's- and let me ask you guys this. Kevin Hart, are you getting bored of the same oh, yes. character every fucking oh, yes. time? Yes. Kevin same with Hart? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Same with Jason Statham. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There is just, uh I don't know. I can watch more of him. Yeah, it's the no. same. It's the fucking same. Jason Statham is a transporter no matter what he's in. He's always a trans. He's uh, even in Snatch, which was a gangster comedy. He does no martial arts in Snatch. He still is dressed exactly like he was the transporter. He's the transporter in all the Fast and Furious put movies. The, put the motherfucker in some shorts and a t-shirt or something. Don't give him a fucking suit all the time. You know, I was I was at the same point with Keanu Reeves because he's always a fucking surfer. Always. But Call Me Maybe changed that for me. John Wick was... He, yeah, he, I was he about to say John Wick is no surfer. But... But there was a time there when Keanu had his resurgence and then we got tired of him mm. again. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We, we were like, hey, you know, I'm tired of Keanu Reeves. They went to nothing. Then he came back and we're like, we like Keanu again. There's like too much Keanu. We don't yeah. like Keanu anymore. Too now, much. Now, the, the last Matrix was like, no, I, don't, I, I threw up a little. I, the last mouth. movie I saw him out was Call Me Maybe. And I thought that was so fucking funny because he's, he's known as such a nice guy. And for him to play such a douchebag was great. I think, are you reading what Nina put? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to read it, but. Well, there's a fucking book. I yes. know. <laughs> it's like, no offense, Nina, but we're doing a radio show here. We can't read a fucking book. So, yeah, I thought the man from Toronto was very blase. It was, uh, I, I felt like I had seen this movie so many times mm-hmm. and I didn't find any of the jokes all that funny. I mean, how many fights have we seen in the back of a fucking C-130? Well, and here's, here's the thing, too. It's like we would pause it and have discussions about the couple's marriage. Like, obviously, we're not that interested if we're dissecting their fucking marriage. <laughs> uh, okay. Raven, you watched it far enough to find I watched out. a little ways past the airplane scene. Well, remember when they're in bed and they're talking as, as husband and wife? Yeah. Now, and he finds out that they have referred to a screw-up as a teddy, doing a teddy yes, at her work. Yes. Now, I paused and I said, what kind of fucking wife would that be? Oh, that she would that even she tell works, him that? No, that she works she with people it? that make fun of her spouse, yeah. and she is okay with it. Yeah. She joins in on the fun of people making fun of her spouse. I, if, if I was married to somebody, and somebody was bad-mouthing my spouse... Well, you are married to somebody. Yeah. Bad, bad-mouthing a spouse that not only plans a weekend getaway for them, but while he's getting the cabin ready, arranges for a two-hour spa session for her. And I get it that he's a screw-up and he doesn't follow through. And I get her problem with him about that she cannot trust anything he says because he never follows through with anything. But the fact that she's allowing her entire work to make fun of him when he's not there yeah. to defend himself and she lets it slide and it's gotten so bad that around her office they all make fun of him not only that but her best friend yeah her best friend talks shit to him and it's okay with the with the wife yeah 
I, I, I told Lexus, I'm like, I, I, I would immediately leave that person. I could never be with somebody that didn't even defend me to their friends or coworkers and that their coworkers were talking shit about me, making fun of me, and she was laughing along with them and didn't say, hey, you know, you either yeah. shut your fucking mouth or I'll fucking shut it for you. <laughs> You're going to be missing some fucking teeth. I just didn't understand the dynamic of having this fucking bitch cunt wife. And they're trying to make Kevin Hart be the one that he needs to work on himself in the relationship. But all I saw was fucking cunt. I can't believe <laughs> you would allow people to make fun of your spouse like that at your work. What the fuck is wrong with you? And, and all his problems that they're trying to point direction to that he has the growth. I'm like, what about her arc? Because mm-hmm. she didn't grow at all. Because they got, they went through this whole thing. And he then, became a better person. Then the fact that she leaves him. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't get to that part. She, he goes on this Oops, big long sorry. arc. I probably becomes, won't finish it. Becomes a better version of himself by the end. But she like every other movie. Does she like start this. fucking around with the Secret Service guy or something? No, but she oh. she doesn't grow as a person. She never finds out that it was wrong to be okay with everyone making fun of the person she loves. She never had to come to Jesus. He never says, you know what? I know I have problems, but when people and your friend are making fun of me and you don't stick up for me, that's an issue. You know, they never even addressed it, so she had no arc. So what happens is, by the end, he becomes this great person, but he's still married to a piece of shit. So their marriage is still not going to work. Because if he's got his shit together now, she may have gotten everything she wants. But the way she treated him. He will outgrow her. Yeah, it's the way she treated him was like, shit. She was never supportive in anything he did. And then just fucking was okay with everybody in the world making fun of her her man. It's like she had no character arc and she was still a piece of shit by the end of the movie. But he was uh, uh, had all this character growth. And it's just like, why does the man have the problem here? Why the writers see this as a male issue? The man is the problem in this relationship. Because from what I'm seeing, yeah, the man has issues. He needs to fucking follow through on shit. But that's minor compared to the other issue. To me, the issue of everybody's making fun of your work and you're okay with that, that's an issue. That's a huge, very unsolvable issue to me. I mean, we had full-on conversations. We would just stop the show. (laughs) And be like, but we yeah, do that shit all the time. I was about to say, you guys constantly do that. Like, we'll be watching Walking Dead. This actually, no, we were actually driving. We were driving to Lexington. This actually happened. I know what you're talking about now. And we got into this super in-depth discussion because we have an hour-long drive, hour and a half. And we had this super extensive conversation that lasted almost the entire drive <laughs> about whether zombies poop. <laughs> Because we were talking about, we're like, okay, because they're constantly eating flesh, so it's got to go somewhere. Otherwise, it would just explode after a while. And how would any zombies that have been feeding for more than a few days not just be exploded masses on the fucking ground? So they got to poop, right? Because they can't just keep stuffing it in because it doesn't go anywhere. So they could only stuff in a certain amount before it would be overflowing or they would blow up. So they're like, these zombies have been around for years in The Walking Dead, and they've been feeding on a bunch of people. So... Do they go behind the bushes and take yeah, a zombie do shit? They, do they just shit their pants? Yeah. Do they evacuate? Do zombies poop? 
<laughs> yeah, that was an, an entire conversation of do zombies poop. We got into death like what would happen if they didn't poop and they overloaded themselves with they And explode? we got into the fact that, well, they're not living anymore, so their bodies don't nor- work like they normally would. They don't digest. They don't do this. They don't do that. Do they, yeah, so they can't break it down. Do where do they out? derive energy from? Do they yeah. vomit it up or do they actually, you know, find a way to poop? And it, it was just a... Well, a, see, according... See, because now you're getting into my forte. <laughs> According to George Romero zombies, they only eat brains and it helps them forget about being dead. Now, I disagree with that, too, <laughs> because uh, first of all, it's not the Romero zombies. It's the uh, living dead. Not, uh, the, the return. The, there's two. They broke off. Uh, there's the living dead and there's uh, another one. But they're they're two different. Romero didn't do the in living yes, dead. Yes, but in Return that of the Living Dead, in Return of the Those Living Dead, they actually capture one of the zombies and they communicate with it and they talk to it and they ask it why they're trying to kill people and they this zombie actually says they eat the brains because it helps them forget about being dead. How? Yeah, but first of all. I, th- the zombie wasn't that articulate. First of all, that's bullshit because every Romero movie where you see the zombies eating, the brain is not what they're eating. Never once. Well. It is always the body. It is never once the brain. Like, choke on them, choke on them. Are they going for his brain? No, his brain's still talking. They didn't even, they ignored his head. I have never seen a zombie in a Romero movie even go for the head. They all ignore that he's even there. They all eat your fucking body. They well, don't even care about your here, head. Here's another question. Because you just made me think of this. Are zombies, do they have zombie strength? Are they stronger? No. Because how are they going to get well, to your brain? They can't Romero even get through a door. zombies are very slow. And they can't even get through yeah. a door. Yeah. So how are they going to get to a living person's brain for your theory? Well, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not my theory. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me backtrack <laughs> to your point. Okay. Okay. It is scientific fact. The human beings do not have the bite strength to even penetrate human flesh. Yeah. So that's why if you ever see somebody who has been bit by somebody, they have a little ring there, yeah. but it's not a big chunk out. They just have a ring. Human beings do not have very strong bite pressure. No. So therefore, a zombie couldn't even, it would be lucky to break the fucking skin. I, I started watching last night because I was bored. I started watching uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. I kind of like that movie. And as they were getting ready to go into the first house, they pull out one box and it's got a shitload of chain mail in it. And I was going, uh, uh, I immediately thought that will not only stop vampires, that will stop zombies, that will stop any fucking thing that bites you. Ain't nothing getting through chain mail that's going to try to bite you. Yes. But I was watching. Why these, does nobody think of chainmail? Well, I was watching these zombie <laughs> prep shows. That well, stupid- because it's hard to get nowadays. It's not like you can go down to the the blacksmith and get fucking chainmail. Yeah, I was watching this zombie uh, prep show, and he's like, "So you want to prevent being infected by a zombie?" He's like, "The first thing you need to do for your armor," he says, "Wear a wear a long sleeve hoodie." He says, yeah. "The <laughs> yeah. end." Because yeah. human beings cannot bite through a hoodie. Ah. They can't even bite through a fucking hoodie. If you sat there and si- touched me. and just nod and nod and nod on somebody with a hoodie, you would bruise their arm. Eventually, you would bruise their arm, but you couldn't bite through the cloth 
to actually bite into the flesh. It's impossible for a human being to go through that a hoodie. That is true, because every time I try and sew, I try and cut the fucking thread with my teeth, and it doesn't work. Well, you just leather jacket, leather chaps, you're good to go. You don't even need that. You just need sweatpants and a hoodie. Because it's literally Stop. impossible for a human being to, to bite through cloth. We can't do it. We do not have sharp teeth, so we cannot penetrate cloth. So therefore, even if a zombie, you were wearing a normal shirt, and a zombie bit you as hard as he could, it wouldn't infect you because you have a barrier. Because he may pinch you and bruise the fuck out of you, may hurt like a motherfucker, but he still can't get through the cloth. They can't bite through it. So they can't cut through the cloth so they can't infect you. So all you really have to do is wear like gloves, work gloves, a hoodie, and jeans. And you don't have to wear anything on your head because we know from every zombie movie, if it's not, not a night of the living dead, the good brains, nobody, <laughs> they all ignore your head. No zombie ever goes for your head. I have never seen one attack the fucking head yet. They always attack your fucking arms. Just fucking wear a hoodie. No fucking Walking Dead or Romero zombie ever even pays attention to your head. And so. Have you ever noticed, because I love zombie movies, but I've noticed this so many times. They get you down on the ground, and it's like your your stomach cavity is made of fucking paper. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if you don't want them to tear your throat out, wear a turtleneck. <laughs> Human beings can't fucking bite into your fucking shirt. So it's pathetic. It's like, how much belief do you have to s- suspend? Oh, a lot. in zombies? A lot. Because zombies would be so easy to overcome. It'd be like, I got a good pair of shoes, some sweatpants, a hoodie, some work gloves. And I, don't, I don't have to worry about well, my head because they never go through the head. But I'll wear a bicycle. I'll wear a motorcycle helmet and a turtleneck. The, I'm good. the original Dawn of the Dead shows it really well. It just shows lots of guys, lots of rednecks with hunting rifles shooting zombies and piling them up and burning them. Yeah, but you always see that scene of somebody in like a military guy, military fatigues, and they bite right through his fucking yeah. BDUs and take a chunk out of his arm. It's like, what? Have you have you fucking seen the canvas material from those 80s fucking car- cargo camo pants? Oh, especially oh if, my God. if they were winter BDUs. It's you're like not buying through, through denim. Even regular BDUs. Yeah, they're thick as fuck. Yeah. Well, they have winter and summer. The summer ones are lighter, but the winter ones are super thick. <laughs> Do they even have the brain to file their teeth? Well, zombies don't have the physical skill to do that or the brains and they you've never seen that done anyway they just ah, with their flat teeth seem to bite right through all the military clothing and all that shit is that absolutely fucking impossible you can't even do that through a t-shirt all you're going to do is you're going to put all the pressure on the wound underneath but your teeth will not penetrate even a t-shirt because they're just not sharp enough to go through the material Whereas a dog can go right through a material. Well, it's because they have all canines. Well, they don't have all canines. Well, all up front. <laughs> all the biting teeth are canines. But, I mean, their molars are have little sharp crowns on them, too. It's like mine. Well, I mean, I mean I've been bitten by horses before because my ex had many horses. And horses have... Well, you've been bitten by grasshoppers. <laughs> no, I haven't. They bite. They have the ability. That doesn't mean I've been bitten. But horses have a bite strength much more powerful than ours. And I've still never had a horse break my skin. 
Yeah, they'll leave They're you with all a flat. Yeah, they'll leave you with a hell of a bruise, yeah. but they've never broken my skin. Yeah, I mean, horse teeth are flat, kind of yeah. like humans. Yeah, and even though that the I point have, I was making, even though like last show we talked about my vampire teeth, my natural vampire teeth, and I have very pro- pronounced canines. I I couldn't even bite through cloth, and I have very vampiric canines, but I couldn't even go through a t-shirt. So it's all fucking bullshit. And everybody wants to go, oh, zombie survival handbook. And they all want to make this whole genre about surviving the apocalypse if and when it happens. And the thing is, it's not that hard of a thing to do. Literally wear a long sleeve shirt, a turtleneck, long sleeve turtleneck. You're good. If everything went to hell like that, um, The Walking Dead got it better more in the regards that I would be more afraid of other motherfuckers than I would zombies. Oh, you know another thing that pisses <laughs> me off in movies? Where people bite people's fingers off. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you can't bite through bone. I don't know what they think human beings are capable of, but you cannot snip through a fucking bone. Okay? You just can't. Oh, it's like... Because we were talking about it a few shows ago. I I actually went back because I thought it was a good movie and watched He Never Died Again. I love And towards movie. the end, he ripped dude's fingers off and to kind of regain some of his power towards the end of the movie, he's like chomping down on fingers like they're fucking Cheetos. Well, the thing is, he <laughs> is considered superhuman. And in that movie, he had superhuman powers and strength and regeneration. So I can see that maybe his jaw strength (laughs) and strength could be capable. But we're talking about normal human here. A normal human, if he was portraying a normal human doing that shit, I'd call some serious bullshit. Because if a human being can't even uh, cut through skin without trying to tear, then they're not going to be able to slice right through human bone and just nip a finger off. Even a dog, if you see somebody get their hand attacked by a dog, dogs don't uh, chomp your fingers yeah, off Yeah, I was either. bitten by a Great Dane, and uh, I just was left with a big bruise. It did not puncture the skin. Dogs, what, the reason that uh, uh, Pity does what it does, a crocodile roll, is yeah. that's how they tear the flesh. Yeah. They puncture the flesh with their large pronounced canines, then they tear it, but they can't just slice through it. It has to be ripped, but you'll see all the time I mean, really, people just biting your people's fingers. Are there really out. any animals in the animal kingdom that can just bite your like pieces right off? Yes. What? Uh, great white. I was just gonna say that can amputate you immediately, and uh, believe it or not, well, you shouldn't be in the fucking water. Believe it or not, one of the strongest jaw powers in the ina- animal kingdom is grasshoppers. Is a gorilla. <laughs> grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Gorillas have higher jaw strength than a pit bull. They have 1,800 pounds of jaw strength. And they're considered four times as strong as a human. But they're smaller than we are. I mean, they're heavier. They, they weigh about 300 pounds of silverback, but they're only like five and a half feet tall, maybe six if they're oh, huge. Jesus, there was that one woman that had that chimp. She yeah. had it on like Prozac and shit, and it went fucking she was ate a, shit. She was an idiot, though. Ate that other woman's face off. Uh, chimpanzees are extremely physically strong. Yeah. So are orangutans. They're, they're so much stronger than a human. We're like ragdolls to them. But a silverback gorilla is, uh, they, they've clocked a silverback's maximum lift to 2,000 pounds. Jesus Christ. So a, a, sil- a full-grown silverback gorilla can lift one ton. Honey makes a good point. A snapping turtle. 
They're, yeah, but they're blades. They're, they're, yeah. It's a fucking nipper. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they really don't have teeth. But they, they have stories. I was watching about gorillas just how, because it was a video online that says, how strong are, are, is a gorilla really? And they said that there was one time, there's accounted stories. There was one story where an African guy got grabbed by a silverback. He lifted the guy up by the leg with one arm, grabbed his head, and ripped his head completely off his body with his bare strength. So they've clocked gorillas and they've seen they've seen gorillas literally rip off a human arm like uh chewbacca they've seen that happen <laughs> so they they clock them in at about 2000 weight strength they can lift approximately a ton if they were to lift or pull something and they're approximately four times as strong as a human a human male so and they have immense bite pressure and they're vegetarians <laughs> except for bugs but they're only like five foot six and three hundred pounds, so they're like Raven at three hundred pounds of muscle, you know, old Raven. Oh fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> Why do you think you got the fucking moniker pint sized powerhouse? Because you look like a goddamn dwarf. You're like, Rah. remember her on the plane? Yes, she, I had I had a picture of it where she was like, Ooh. yeah, fucking tricep popping out, looking. Intimidating, fucking. She, that, you don't see it much anymore, but I still have the tricep. I can't get rid of it. Well, duh, it's a muscle. <laughs> Yo, fuck you. You know what I mean. She's like, I want to have it surgically removed, but you won't be able to straighten your arm. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. I'll just have my arm hang there, but it'll look so feminine and cute. You know what I mean, bitch. <laughs> so I was watching this interview with Christopher Walken. And he says that he is a performer, not an actor. And he explained why. And it made a lot of sense because we've, we've gone off about it on the radio show about people like Jeff Goldblum and everything. He says there are actors in the world. He says there are people that can transform themselves into other people and give these performances where they become these other people. He said, Christopher Walken says, that's not me. He says, I'm a performer. He says, every <laughs> single role I'm playing myself. He says, I'm entertaining people with being me but he says, I'm not an actor. I don't act like anybody. He says, every time I'm on screen, I'm myself. And it reminded me of Jeff Goldblum, people like Jeff Goldblum, and people like Ryan Reynolds that are incapable of really acting like any, or Samuel Jackson. <clears throat> and it makes sense that Christopher Walken says there's a difference in a performer and an actor. And an actor can transform themselves into a character, whereas a performer just plays themselves but their, their performance is entertaining. So Christopher Walken basically says people like Jeff Goldblum and Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Um, these are pe- performers because every single film you see them in, they're the exact same Kevin Hart. person. Yes. They just play themselves. They have no acting range. And speaking of no acting range, I want to fucking dunk on an actor that everybody seems to love and I think is the worst fucking actor I've ever seen. Okay. Gil Gadot. What the fuck is Gal that? Gal Gadot? Yeah, Gal Gadot. What the fuck uh, is that? I, SNL. No, 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 no. no she's Wonder not. Woman. She's Wonder Woman, yeah. She's pretty. 
That's it. Yeah. She has no acting range. She has no personality. Her delivery is so fucking deadpan and boring. Every time she does dialogue, I want to curl up and take a fucking nap. Even when she tells jokes, you're just like, oh. She is so, per- she has no personality. It's like she's devoid of personality. All she is is a fucking pretty robot. Yeah. Because she, she can't act herself out of a paper bag. She's an ex-model that they're like, wow, you look like Wonder Woman, so we're going to make you Wonder Woman. But her acting range is shitty. Is, she, that, is that why they always make her look super serious? Because she has no range? She has no range. She has no personality. Zero. She, she's just like, she's, she has less personality than Kirsten Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. low. I know, right? That's how bad it is. It's Gal Gadot is pretty. I give her that. She's pretty. That's where it ends. She's famous. She's like Kardashians. She's famous because she's pretty. She got acting roles not because of her talent or ability. She got it because she looks good in a Wonder Woman outfit. Hey, at least she didn't need Johnny Depp. <clears throat> Fuck him. Uh, I was wondering if you're gonna say like something. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> first, as far as Nina's saying, bites off man's penis. Yes, that is possible. It's very soft skin. Yeah, there's no bone. Yeah, there's literally yeah. nothing no, there. Yeah, it, it would be easy to do, but you're not going to get. I mean, the same could be said that's about a nose. Not, that's really. Not, yeah, that's not even really like muscle or yeah. anything. Well, there is muscle there, but it's very thin. Very thin muscle, but the thing is, it's not like even a toe less muscle on me. Or there, like, I beat you to it. Like the skin on your forearm is one of the thickest parts of your dermis. It's like armor, and that's where zombies go for. They can't fucking bite through that shit. And there's a huge fucking bone on, right underneath, right underneath the skin. They ain't going to go through shit. But well, yeah. and how many times have you nailed your shin on shit, and you've never? you know, pierce the skin. The hell is Jean-Claude Van Damme is taking down fucking yeah. trees with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've wondered if you were going to take it all the way out. Ah. <laughs> I love him though. Yeah. He, he's, he's funny because he oh, makes fun of himself. He's a persistent little fucker too, isn't yeah, he? He's a little dick. Yeah, you want to explain to our listeners what that fucking annoying chime is? And why I have to listen to that chime every day of my life. You know, next week, you're going to have to remind me to unplug it. It's, uh, I installed a bell so that when he was a puppy, he could tell me he needed to go outside, but he just wants to go outside. It's not that he has to go to the bathroom because I just took him out. So he's being a little dick. You need to change it to like the Imperial song or some shit. You can only change it to what's on there. That sucks. So have you been keeping up with everything the Supreme Court has done before they recessed? Kind of, yeah. They uh, overturned the church and state. Yep. Yep. They put limits on the EPA guarding the environment. They uh, made guns more legal. So basically, they fixed the gun problem by making guns more accessible. They fixed the environmental problem by reducing the restrictions on the environment. um, (laughs) They're doing everything they can to push the... Christian Taliban agenda and it's going to destroy literally the earth the the world I mean they are going to destroy everything these fucking people have to be stopped they're fucking they, insane they want they are insane did you see that article that I put in group chat about Clarence Thomas saying that um, 
the COVID vaccine is made up of aborted fetuses. These people are fucking crazy. And this is a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. He's a fucking nut job. He's married to an even bigger nut job. Yeah, did you see that she got? She was trying to get out of the January 6th elections? I mean, not elections. Um, the court hearings, because it's been stressful on her. This week has been stressful on her. And she's committed uh, election crimes, so yeah, she yeah. should be stressed. My- oh, I don't know why this made me think. You guys know who Emmett Till is, right? No. No. Emmett Till is the little black boy that basically started the whole civil rights movement. He's the boy that allegedly looked at a white woman and then this woman's husband and brother-in-law lynched him down in Mississippi. Oh, I thought it was Rosa that started the movement. No, this was a a little boy in Mississippi who was lynched. Mm -hmm. They found... A, not a subpoena, a warrant for this woman's arrest. The The two men were tried very quickly, very quickly acquitted by an all-white jury. No! Yeah, they're, they're now dead. This woman is still alive in her 70s living in South Carolina. Somebody with the Till family in, in this Till Foundation was looking through records in the courthouse in Mississippi found a fucking warrant for this woman that somebody suppressed. And they brought it to the attention of the court and the sheriff and all that. And they're like, oh, well, it's 70 years old or 50. What's the warrant of? They they want, the warrant was to arrest her for kidnapping. Well, I just saw an article. None of them want to pursue it because she's now an old lady. I just saw an article of an old man. He was a hundred years old, who was just um, he. They they took him to court for crimes against Jewish people during um, the whole. I, I can't think today. Holocaust. Holocaust, and he was sentenced to jail. He's a fucking hundred. Well, but that, she's too that, old. Yeah, that's the point they were making. Is we have Holocaust. You know, they were like, there's no statute of limitations. They find these people who committed atrocities during, you know, World War II and the Holocaust. And it doesn't matter how old they are. They go to jail. But this woman, they're like, oh, well. She's a white woman. Apparently, the reason the warrant wasn't served was because the sheriff at the time said, well, she has two young children to raise, so we're not going to serve the warrant. But if she was black? Yeah. It wouldn't fucking matter, would it? Mm-hmm. But now they're not wanting to serve the warrant because this woman's in her 70s. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that old bitch. Fuck that old bitch. So how's your week been, Lexus? Yeah. Are you feeling better? I'm still pissed. I'm still beyond pissed. In fact, we're not celebrating 4th of July, as you, as, as you all heard, because fuck that. Lexus... Uh, Sank into a very short but serious depression shortly after the Roe versus Wade uh, announcement. <clears throat> oh my God! I and yeah, this Ra- was- Raven. Apparently, you told Raven because she was trying not to bring shit up. I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. You can bring it up. I saw a quick video today 
about a woman who almost died. They had a picture of her belly, and her belly was all black and blue because she had an ectopic pregnancy, mm-hmm. and from the time she went into the hospital... A- atopic, not okay. egg topic. From the time she went <laughs> in the hospital... <laughs> Gestapo, please. From the time she went in the hospital... Until the time that all the doctors consulted with the lawyers and all that bullshit, she had already lost, I think they said, I can't remember how many pints of blood mm-hmm. until the dangerous. time when they decided it was time to save her. Roddy knows this, the person in the story you're talking about. Okay. He said she's 82. Okay. I knew she's she was familiar with yes. You've been following the story. I, rem- I watched a whole documentary about Emmett Till years ago, but... Yeah, I saw this, and I was like, that's fucking bullshit. The Christian Taliban's coming for everybody that's not white, Christian, and straight. Mm-hmm. If you're black, they want you in jail. If you're Mexican, they want you behind a wall. If you're Muslim, they want you out of the fucking country. If you're gay or trans, they want you dead. I'm just fucked. <laughs> so luckily, once they... Uh, they make their push to reverse gay marriage, uh, we can still stay married, luckily. Yep. Because under their rules, we are still technically legally married. Yeah, we were married before the law went yeah. into effect. So. Well, it doesn't well, really matter. you never because, changed your gender marker yeah. either, did you? Because according to the law, yeah. we're, we're a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So they can't touch that. I was thinking about that the other day. And it's sad that we even have to think about that but, shit. But, you know, I was talking to somebody at work today. We still need to make a will. I was discussing that with Raven. I was telling Raven that we'll probably give all of our um, financial assets to the ki- uh, grandkids and leave her uh, BGM Manor. Yeah. She said, we're going to leave you the house so you can take care of the dogs. I was like, you wouldn't have to leave me the house. The first thing I well, would do would be to come and get your dog. When... We bought the house. They stipulated that if something happens to me, I can legally leave the house to somebody else, but they have to be a veteran because it's a VA loan. (laughs) So it would have to be you that we left the house to. So all of this will be yours one day. (laughs) You'll have the grotto and everything else. And the mice. Oh, yay. I get to keep the dogs that crawl in bed and wake you up early in the morning. Yay. Oh, like oh, you, you would, get the mice too. <laughs> we're trying to be on top of that shit, but the, the the demolishing of the house next door didn't help. Yeah, yeah, I told I told her that. So it's fuck. We 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 had to call the orchid man because we've had little micees running around. And I was trying to be nice because they're cute, but enough is enough. I'm tired of them fuckers. Yeah, live they, in the country. They said it'll be fun. They said when they started going after <laughs> her plants, it was. It Game was on. on like Donkey Kong. They tried I'm to like, make I little holes in well, her plants. I, mean, I don't need help killing them off. Even, even with me living in the city, I was telling her earlier, when I saw one, I thought it was cute. When I saw two, then I was like, I know there's about a hundred of those motherfuckers somewhere. And then, then I had to make... Well, here I am shopping for fucking rat poison that won't kill my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, speaking of which... She told me this morning that he had one in his mouth, and I was like, oh, my God. And he puked immediately yes. afterwards. She had to check on him later. So you want to tell the audience what, what you came out to find? 
So, like we said, we've had a mouse problem, and we got the Orkin man out here. He put poison all over the house, uh, not within the reach of the dogs. However, this morning when I woke up really early in the fucking morning, um, I was trying to take the dogs out to go to the, ba- the bathroom, and um, my little guy decides to pick something up. I can't see because it's fucking dark. It's dark, oh, dark 30, and... I finally get into the kitchen. I turn on the light and I'm like, what do you have? Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. He's like, drop fuck it. you. Yeah. And he doesn't want to drop it. So finally, I don't want to yank it out of his mouth because then all I'm going to have is guts on my hand. Ugh. So I had to sit there and tap his nose with my fingers like, drop it. I said, drop it. And fi- I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, he's looking at you. <laughs> And finally, he he let go. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You know what exactly what I mean. You're <laughs> He's a good boy. Kicking the You're table. I've got his tail. But uh, he finally let let it go, and I let them out. And then I discarded the <laughs> mouse. But as soon as he came back in, he asked to go back out again with that fucking annoying bell, and uh, he puked up. Yeah, he started puking because he's he, he was chewing on poison mouse. So I guess this is going to be our life for a little while, waking up and finding dead mice. I guess. Well, because we had a um, derelict house uh, that was encaving on itself next door to us, and they demolished it. So Mm -hmm. I know it probably had a thousand mice in it. And I know that when I was being compassionate and letting them go, I went past that house, and they ran into that house. So I know some of them are in there. That was the, the mother load there. Yeah, that was a compassionate me. Now now I'm like, fuck them. Fuck their grandma. Fuck their cousins. <laughs> Damn. Uh, they're all going to fucking die. Wow. Yeah. All right, peeps. Well, it's about that time that we head out. So hopefully we entertained you. We brought you up to speed on what's going on in the world. Hopefully we didn't depress you too much because the world is getting more depressing every fucking day. Fuck no this shit. world. And fuck 4th of July. If you guys are celebrating it, more power to you. Happy 4th of July, peeps. But fuck 4th of July from our, our, <laughs> our standpoint. So we love you. Peace. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. I have some fun on you. Anyway, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. <laughs>